Taylor and Rowe. In Iraq and need a check? Make one call. That's all. 602-977-1900. And always at learnerandrow.com. Now here's Mike Morocco, Dan Minucci, and Sean Crespin. Uh, 1 o'clock on a Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us today for the next three hours. Here from Right Toyota, where you won't go wrong. RightToyota.com. As uh, this hour, we're going to kind of give you ten things that you may not know about Tom Brady. How about that? And a little later, uh, we're going to talk some golf. Rick Levy, the man from Vans. we got Steve Peters, Coach Peters, talking some uh, puck with us. And then a little bit later, Sean Salisbury. So we got a very busy show today. Also, today is the debut of our big game challenge or big game pick them when you hear the sounder and i'm going to play for you here in a moment and when you hear this sounder be the fifth caller at 602-260-9191 and what we're looking for is kansas city or tampa bay and then a total score again kansas city or tampa bay and a total score of course that's the big game next sunday where we'll be at talking stick uh, resort, uh, as well as Casino Arizona and the CAZ Sports Bar. So we are looking for that. Now, if you guess the game right, the entire game, when it comes to winner and points, you're going to win a $300 gift card from Mastro's and a Legacy Sports Park swag bag. So that's coming up here. So here is the sounder, but do not call now. <laughs> That like simple. That. When you hear that, 602-260-9191. Got to give Alex a lot of credit. Yeah. That is one of the best produced uh, items that he has done for us. Keep yeah, going. Oh, no, that's oh, as far as you're yeah, going to go. Yeah, just easy now, Cowboy. when I got that today and I approved it, I said, I love it. And I was very impressed. And I wanted to go, but I'm trying to, trying to be nicer. You know, since... You know, since your episode, your since episode. my, you know, since I was in the hospital, I'm trying to, you know, have a, you know, a softer heart. Did you have a lot of time to reflect, Rob? Yes. Is that what you're so saying? I'm trying to be nicer to that. Did you see Jesus? No, I did not see <laughs> Jesus. Well, and, a couple days later, you may have. You and, never know. <laughs> and I figured, you know, I was going to say, huh, I'll did Crespin send that to you? Because that is, that's Crespin level. That was good. Uh, that's Crespin level good. production. Well, was that the end of it, or did he cut it off? He cut, well, I, I, hey, I can't. I'm not giving him an A plus. I'm not giving you a 30 second sounder. No, he got, I know, he got an A minus. Little reverb on the back, let it trail out. Yeah, cut, that, cut, that's that's what you know. But cut a, that's it. Cut well, a little abrupt. If well, we're gonna be honest, that's it why cut, it, it cuts a little. Oh my abrupt. gosh, you guys, give well, him a break. That was pretty damn good. <laughs> it's a good job. It was dude, good it's a start. That's why I'm giving him the love right job. now. It's good job, though. The teacher here, Sean. Took me. It took me two minutes because I totally forgot to make it. Sounds like it. Oh, did you just? Well, no, it is very. It's very very simple. Okay. Just a couple pieces. That's all you need is simple. Yeah. Simple is good. But here's the thing. Nothing you, wrong with it. I don't know if you just oh. heard, and it's in obviously we're rolling tape. Uh, he said it only took two seconds. Uh, so if we need something done in the last minute, he can yeah. do it. He can get it done. Yeah. Sounds like it's I was really yeah. I was on Thunderbird Road, about to go to the gym, about to take my first sip of pre workout, and then I get an email, hey, remember, you gotta make that sounder. I was like, crap, and I turned yeah. around and made it. So if I did not yeah, here here I am enabling our uh, our, yes, our staff. You know, if I didn't say, hey, FYI, reminder, Sounder and Google Docs for our contest today, it wouldn't have got done. Well, you, I'd be starting right now, getting ready. I would have said, hey, play the Sounder, and there would have been nothing there. there is there like a check? check I would have made something. Yeah. You would have made something. Something would have come yeah, out that. of that. That was it. <laughs> it only takes a minute. It just did. Yeah. It's like, oh, what can I get? Now, the Let's ending, see. yeah, it cuts off, but that's all right. A little abrupt. Add some reverb to it. It'll trail out. Sound nice. Anyway, mm. so uh, we're going to have some fun. We've been doing this for 16 years. Every blast. year we, we mix it up with different types of clients that have been part of it. And we've given away gift cards to Twin Peaks. Ruth, Chris, you know, this year, Masters stepped it up. And, Very uh, nice. You know, there's multiple masters. Nothing wrong with that, man. So no way, uh, man. we'll, we'll mm-hmm. do that. Uh, let's get into what's trending right now here on Rock and Manooch with Crespin. What's trending now on Rock and Manooch with Crespin? Well, here's the latest sports news. The Suns blew a 17-point lead as they fell to the Thunder last night, 102-97. to They'll be back at it tonight as Golden State comes in town after... They played last night back in San Francisco, so they're uh, going to be uh, 
a little uh, tired, I would think, with the hour time difference. Plus, they were still going pretty strong, at least two hours uh, past the, uh, the the finish of the Suns Thunder game. And uh, we'll get more into specifics. You'll hear from Monty Williams here in just a few minutes. Uh, that's one. The Yotes, they're back on the ice tonight. They got a rematch with the Ducks in Glendale. And um, I get a goal. And they need to score. Something, yes. Something. A goal. I don't, not, I'm not, my, my bar is not too high here. Also, uh, tonight uh, on the hardwood, Cal is in town. And uh, that game's at what, 7? Crespin, mm. uh, late night? Uh, yeah, no. 7? Well, I'll be, arri- 645? I, I'll be arriving at the arena about that time. Uh, 9 o'clock tip again tonight for the Sun Devils. 9. You got your nap this afternoon. Why, why do we have to? Tip. You know, it's like you know everything is based around East Coast, West Coast. And anything in between, no one gives a hoot. It's like, why do we care about the folks in the Bay Area having the game at 7 their time, or excuse me, 8 their time, time, and then we have to deal with it being 9 our time? I, I mean, this is, this is like, seems like every week there's a 9 o'clock game here locally. Hey, you know what? If you're getting that kind of exposure on ESPN or ESPN2, but are you, you take it. Are you, though? Well, you hope you do. But are you, though? I mean, because you it's think nine, that's a big deal anymore? Nine, well, it's 9, uh, it's nine o'clock here. So yeah, if you're yeah, talking about the East Coast, Manute, you're 11, half the yeah, country. It's 11, so that's not doesn't do you any good. That doesn't do you any good. So, you Even know, people like you, Manute, you're, you're a night out. You're, you know, I'll be watching it. I'll be tuning no, in. No, but not if you're in East Coast. You are, you no. get ready to go to bed. Well, if, if you if you got you can't you can, There's no way you can slice or dice this, Manute. I think a lot of guys. This is not a good idea. If, if, people, if people are getting in bed late and they want to see some TV, you might flip it off. It's 11 and 12 o'clock at night back east. Maybe it puts you to sleep. Something to watch. Good. That's, to some, that's something to be proud of. Uh Pac-12 basketball putting you to sleep. Well, it, I think somebody's it's watching it. I think it's, it's BS. Uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think national televised games mean anything anymore. ASU's last game put us all to sleep. I'll tell you that much. That was uh, especially that in the was first rough. half. So uh, hopefully, a little bit, hopefully a bounce back for the Devils. We'll see what they're able to do. But nine o'clock, so I'll be rolling into the house about one one thirty this morning. ASU football morning. news. Uh, if you didn't see this already, ASU is bringing in a veteran coach to fill out their staff as uh, multiple reports. Uh, say that they've hired Mike Cavanaugh as their new offensive line coach. He spent the last three seasons uh, in the same role in at Syracuse. You know, I think that some of these experience, whether they're college, whether they're, they're pro coaches that Herm Edwards is bringing in, is, is so fortunate for these young men at whatever position they're playing for. I think with Marvin Lewis last year as a defensive coordinator, what these young men on defense learned and uh, with Antonio Pierce combining all that as a former linebacker, a former player, it's invaluable for these young guys to have that kind of experience and have that kind of acumen coming from guys that have been doing that for so many years. And I think that's the, the way Syracuse. Guys, uh, well, I mean, Syracuse, it's still good. It's still big boy football, Rock. I remember that. I so you get right, a guy in. I would, I, would, I would consider ASU bigger than Syracuse. Well, but experienced, a guy that, that, that knows things, I think for more than anything, you look at all these guys pretty much that are returning, how that will enhance this well, You also have to line. understand how quickly of a turnaround this had to be as well because the you had Clayton Adams hired. He was your new offensive line coach and run game coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts. Then the Colts lost their – they lost you know, your Eagles hire away from the Colts as your head coach. A couple of coaches follow. Indianapolis didn't want to lose another head coach. So, from what I hear, Clayton Adams was offered a the Godfather deal. He couldn't turn it down. Sure. An offer he couldn't refuse. He called Herm Edwards, apologized, told him everything Herm understood. Listen, you do what's best for you and your family, right? So, uh, you know, it, it was a it was a kind of a quick turnaround for ASU and Herm Edwards to fill that role once Clayton Adams had to back out. And I think that when you have pro coaches that come down to college, they can teach these young men a, a lot in reference to how. If you have the ability to get to that next level, what it takes for you to get to that ability, whatever position it is, and what the little things that they're looking for, the finer nuances, and I think that's what a lot of a lot of players in college love is okay, God, this guy's coming from either it's a big time school or or it's a pro Syracuse. It's it's another pro. It's still a good experience. You can't downplay Syracuse, Rock. Yeah, I, I really can. No, why would you downplay no, the guys? I, I really can. They have not been a. Uh... Okay. Big time college football program in quite some time. Okay, but look at the guy. So maybe when Donovan McNabb okay. played there. But look at the guy's McPherson. Look at the guy's experience. What he can do. What he can teach. His background. If they would have so said. Things. If they would have said, Mike Cavanaugh from the University of Auburn, or Alabama, or uh, uh, Ohio State, 
then you're talking big boy football. Well, I think I'm they, not saying that Syracuse is not big boy well, football. They've been down over the last not, couple of years. They've been down for yeah, I mean, since their inception. You can't downplay guys' experiences because he coaches Syracuse. You look I, at the I, I'm not. He had. I'm not down. I'm not down downplaying his experience at all. I'm just saying I don't think these kids. These student-athletes are getting all excited because Mike Cavanaugh's coming from Syracuse, to your point. We're also talking about the offensive line coach and, yeah. the, and the run game coordinator. You're, yeah. not, you're, not, you're not talking about a, an OC. You're not talking about a DC. You're, not talk, you know, you're, you're talking about somebody that's filling out a staff. So it's, you know, it's, it's not like you're, you're, you're bringing in somebody with no experience to, to form a giant role within the coaching staff. I think that some of the things that you look at, with, with, but the, my point, this staff to hire a lot of pro guys, a lot of experienced guys, is helping these young men that stay behind mm-hmm. to get to that next level. And that's been part of the recruiting tool that Herm Edwards has used is, okay, I've got a lot of guys that play pro ball, coach pro ball. We can help you get there if that's your end game, if you want to be in, at Arizona State University. Finally, uh, Ray Anderson's going to stay put. He's not going to take the uh, Pac-12 commissioner job, not that the job was offered to him per se, but uh, he is not going to leave. He is going to remain as the Sun Devils athletic director. I think that's good move. Stay here. Enjoys Arizona State. Enjoys Phoenix, Arizona. I think for a lot of us, it felt I mean, he might be one of the odds on. I think that's welcome relief for all the uh, the sports, the staffs over at ASU. He was one of them. He wanted to put that to, to rest. Uh, told us on Tuesday during the, his show that I produced with him that it, it's he unfinished business. That uh, him and President Crow want to make sure that you know they, they they handle what they set out to do. He loves it here with Arizona State. Uh, I think he's done a tremendous job over the seven years that he's been there. Look at the facilities, everything around the facilities, the coaching staffs that he's hired, in, even yes. the non-revenue side. You can he's look, great. He's been outstanding. Yes. Uh, he's, I don't think too many people have anything negative to say about yeah, him. Yeah, I was glad I was, I was glad to hear it. Uh, he, t- he told us he was going to announce it on our show when we started before we started recording our show on Tuesday that I produced with Ray Anderson. Uh, did you, hey, did you know? Well, they were speaking. He produces the Ray Anderson. Well, listen, it's the third time he's told us. Third time. They yeah. were speaking. They were kind of speaking vaguely, and so I was like, "Does this have something to do with the Pac-12?" And they just said yes, and I thought he was going to say he's leaving. I'm like, "Oh, Ray, no!" But uh, no, now, he, he said that he's, during the show that you produced. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The one that I produced on Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard Anderson. That's taped. That's taped. It's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. Hey, uh, we're going to come back with our state for eight roofing. It's your call question of the day. Talk some sons. You'll hear from Monty Williams, and then uh, we'll follow up on Deshaun Watson wanting out of of Houston. That's all coming up from Wright Toyota. It's Rockamanooch with Crestman. But by the way, he produces the Ray Anderson show on what day? On Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> He's uncensored and unfiltered. Sean Salisbury joins the Rock and Minute show at 3.30. Listen live here on Fox Sports 910 on FM at 99.9 HD2 or the free iHeartRadio app. You're such a beautiful car. I'm going to get you real clean. Brady. I mean, I'm not gay. I wouldn't kiss him on the lips. Uh, <laughs> but if Tom asked me to, like, slow dance or something, I'll give him a song. You know what I mean? <laughs> why would I pass that up? I don't know why Tom would ask me. I, I, I guess <laughs> you'd have to lie, make a lot of mistakes between now and then to, uh, <laughs> to get to the point where he's like, Sir, do you want to dance? <laughs> <laughs> right here in Target. <laughs> All right, so I uh, I have no idea who that was because what I'm looking at, we were going to go into the Phoenix Suns. A yeah, bit, I don't know why. We're, I don't know why we're, we're talking we did that Tom either. Brady, that so was supposed to be next segment. I'm not sure even who that was. What we're, was that? We're, Some we're, comedian. Well, we're going to do top ten things that you may not know about Tom Brady. Uh, that was a tease, I guess. So gotcha. we'll, we'll do All that right. in about 15 minutes. Gotcha. Who was that comedian? Uh, his name is I think John, John. Caparulo. Gotcha, okay. Yes. Want to make on, sure we get man crushes with Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd kiss him and he'd dance with him. I, you know. mm-hmm. It's a throwback Thursday, by the way. But mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, let's get into our uh, It's Your Call question of the day, which is brought to you by State 48 Roofing, home of the hashtag sexy roof status. Get a free quote right now at state48roofing.com. Who was or is the best quarterback duel in the Super Bowl? Is it Brady Mahomes, which you'll see? Uh, will it be Manning Breeze, Bradshaw Staubach, or Montana Elway? Those are your four choices. Go vote at Rockamanooch on Twitter. So last night, the Phoenix Suns, I, I got to tell you, you know, 
I, I, I'm concerned about the Suns team. And I know yesterday we talked about DeAndre Ayton. That was a big part of our show was him being aggressive. And mm-hmm. he's not on the first page when it comes to stat sheet. You know, he was non-existent. He's going to have bad games. We get that. But he just, you know, with the air ball late in the game, it just he just, what's going on, man? I mean, CP3, if there's ever a game where you need your, your, need your teammates to step up, it's against a former team. And you're going to want to you know, play your best and, and do what you can to kind of help him win. Because you know CP3 wanted to win that game oh, badly. Oh, yes, did. Yeah. Badly. And, you know, you go up 17, 18 points, then you blow it. And I bet they went into this game. We got this game. OKC's not that good. I mean, I can't name more than three, four guys on that team. And I think they probably felt the same. We don't know this team. Well, we're going to take care of business. No problem. You know, CP3, you know, it's his former team. He's going to go off. But... The whole starting five didn't do well. I mean, it just seemed like there was all these different spurts in this game where the bench did real well, bench didn't do well. And I don't know. I just was a little frustrated because this team has lost, what, five of six? They've yeah, lost yeah. three straight. Yeah. Um, okay. CP3, can you ask the question? Did he make the right decision if he looks oh. at this to come here? Still no Booker, no Saric in, yeah. in each of the last two games. Every team has it's, their uh, is, is missing players. Sure. It's, it's, but it's way too early to have that type of conversation. You know, it, it, is he is he regretting coming here? No, you're not there yet. Uh, you would have liked. Look, we we you kind of saw DeAndre revert back to the DeAndre Ayton that we were frustrated with. Yeah, you but know, why? Some of the, some why the night off? Revert back. You know, who knows, Manuch? It's oh, just, it's a back-to-back, man. He's looking forward to uh, Golden State tonight. You're talking about a, you know, a young kid who has is trying to flip that switch, and it hasn't. It's just not consistent, you know. And that's that's it's kind of been the that's kind of been the the story of his career. You know, Chris Paul with 32 points last night. He was fine. You mentioned that first quarter. They looked like they were going to run out, sure. run him out of the building. 17 to two bench you know? scoring. So it looked like they were going to run him out of the building. But still, no Devin Booker, no Dario Saric. The last either of the last two games, um, you almost won the game on Saturday. You know, it was double overtime. So. No, we're not panicking, man. You're, you lost two overtime games to the Nuggets. You're a bucket in each one of those games away from feeling pretty damn good about yourself. So you're not, you know, you're not, you're not panicking at this They're point. They're just so inconsistent. You, you you go on these runs. You know, I think they opened up the third quarter with an 18 and yes. nothing run. You know, whereas they ended the second quarter with OKC on I think a, a 15 point run where they scored the last 10 run. They scored the yeah. last 15 points. Yeah. You know, and I just you keep going back and forth, and yeah, they miss Booker, no question. Uh, they missed some of these guys, but you know CP3, he, he had to be pissed. Pissed. I think it's the way. It's your point. It's sloppy play, that's inconsistent. The way you're losing. I mean, I let's let's hear it. from the coach. Here's here's Coach Monty Williams kind of ripping into his team. We miss shots and we let offense dictate how we're going to play. That's what's messed up the second quarter. And down the stretch, we have unbelievably poor uh, finish. We got open shots. We got shots, missing shots under the basket. It's just poor, poor execution and poor finishing. That's it. We scored 97 points. We shot 37% from the field. At, at some point, you just have to finish out games and understand what it takes to be a really good team is consistency, period. And that's the deal. He's not wrong. You're up 95-91 with 3.03 left, you know, and, and you, you you lose that lead and you have the opportunity late. You mentioned the DeAndre Ayton air ball. Twenty-one seconds left on the clock. There, just go up. Just get fouled. Just, just I don't care if you get fouled, miss the dunk, anything. Go strong. That's that's the play that I think everybody's hung up on. Go strong, you know. And you and you're not able to close it out, as Coach said. It was it was uh, it was sloppy down the stretch well, to say the least. And I think on top of that, when he says close it out, it's on both sides of the ball. Defensively, you know, driving into the basket, you know, get the foul there late in the game. But I think some of the things that I saw, especially in that fourth quarter when they got back into it, make the stop, get in front of somebody, well, take the charge, do something where you're going to, you know, if somebody comes out of the lane, make them pay so for it. So, Manuch, Paul hits a jumper with, uh, it's 91-86. Chris Paul hits a jumper with five minutes and 23 seconds left on the clock. You only make one more field goal the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. That that's what coach is alluding to right there down the stretch. It was just incredibly sloppy. He hits the jumper with five plus left. The only other field goal you make the rest of the way was a Bridges three pointer with three and a half left. So you even go the last three and a half minutes without a field goal. You know you got a couple of free throws from Chris Paul. That was it. So that's air, the air ball by air Chris ball. Ball. That, yeah. That's the sloppiness that you're that that coach is talking about there. So I don't think you can put. 
anything on Chris Paul in this, despite that you know last that last air ball three. But you know he he hustled his He's ass. He's doing everything he could. And yeah, I, it just he, seemed like just the team wasn't. I mean, hey, you're gonna have off nights. We don't have to, we don't have to pound him there. But uh, one more clip from uh, Monty Williams. Uh, you know they're they're not holding themselves back on this. We had wide open threes. We missed them. We had layups under the basket. We missed consistency. Until this team understands what it, it, the consistency for four quarters, that's gonna, we're going to feel like this a lot. We can try to get everybody to feel sorry for us. It, it ain't going to work. We got to be consistent. This is on us. Period. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for him. I think that uh, the frustration for Chris Paul too for CP3 is guys, I'm trying to show you how to close out games, how to make this thing work on a consistent basis. And I just think that I, I don't know what, what, what trigger, I don't care if Booker's playing or Sarge's playing, whatever, when it's right there in front of you, you got to figure it out. You, yeah. you have to figure it out. It's just a mental, I think it's more of a mentally tough scenario that these these guys, I'm not even call them young guys, these guys have got to figure out. Another professional. Yeah, that they've got to go make happen and on a consistently consistent basis. And like I said, effort costs absolutely nothing. Do whatever you got to do to go win the game. Well, in closing out basketball games, right? You're you're uh let's see, you're 5 in you're sorry, you're 2 and 5 2 and 6 in your last 8 games. 3 of those losses were in overtime. Close out a basketball game. Sure. You close out those three games. Now we're now we're a completely different feeling and we're talking about a shot here, shot there. Stop on defense here, stop on defense there. You know, foul a three-point shooter before he gets it off before overtime, for Christ's sake. You know, it, there's, go, there's, go the Popovich route, and you win that basketball game. They're, they're just they're not closing out games. So, And that's why I keep telling people there's no reason to panic. Yes, you look at the box scores every day. You look at the, the standings. You see the fact that you've lost uh, five of six, two of those being in overtime. You know, you, you won against the Pacers, but you lost against the Pistons in overtime. So close out some basketball games, and you're feeling significantly different, and that's why it's not time to panic. The Two of those overtime games are against the Nuggets in Western Conference Finals last year. Let's not panic over this. This is a, this is a young team it. who's trying to learn their way. And to your point, we hope it doesn't become a pattern. We hope it becomes something they can break into something that they learn to, to, to move on, learn from your mistakes as you take on Golden State. I mean, only score 10 points in the second quarter. I mean that's that's inexcusable. I mean no, that's just like that's good. inexcusable. You can't. I mean we all, all, Barney the intern here at Bright Toyota. Yeah, we all four of us. He's still the intern. Yeah, supposedly that's what his monitor, his card says. I mean we could score ten points. I would think you know, but those fine efforts we had against. I don't know, but we, we we did the Washington Generals. We we <laughs> couldn't score. Well, we did our best. We, we, we drew a, rim. Yeah. We drew a rim. No, you made your shot. I thought I made my layup. I I, I uh, drew the front of the rim on the four point shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah I airballed my, my four-point shot. I, I totally airballed it. So I could relate to Chris Paul last night, totally. Lot in common. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, some things you may not know about Tom Brady, and I think you're going to have an opportunity here once you hear the sounder be the fifth caller at 602-260-9191. It's our, uh, our big game challenge, big game pick em, brought to you by Legacy Sports Park in Mesa, where uh, they're giving us a $300 gift card from Mastros, if you can correctly identify who the team that's going to win the game and the total points of the game. We're not going to ask for total score, total points. So uh, if you want more information, the rules, all that good stuff, is up on our website at rockmanooch.com. But right now, here's what's trending on Fox Sports 910. Behold. What's trending on Fox Sports 910, Phoenix. The Coyotes will finish up a two-game series with the Ducks in Glendale tonight. According to reports, the lineup will stay the same as the Coyotes. About Tom Brady, 10th Super Bowl, at home. Tom Brady is my favorite. So Tom Brady is totally... Not my favorite, and you, but you're just, but yeah, Rob, but you're Jones and you know when, hey, you know play. in middle school or, or elementary school when you <laughs> pretend you hate yeah, the girl exactly. that you that's, really that's like. Going. Oh, so it is. That's what, that's that's going. So I love Tom Brady. Yeah, you we love you some Tom Brady. We've been witnessing this for a decade yes, now. Rock is just that 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 child that can't tell the no, girl he likes her. So I he can't. The stand. man crush. Yeah, so he, Tom pre- Brady. he pretends he hates her, and, and really he loves him. Yeah. Yeah, I love him so much. I decided to put this top ten list together of top ten things you may not know about Tom Brady. And most Tom Brady will. is my favorite. Tom Brady <laughs> is not my favorite, but Tom Brady, you, you know, you may not know this, but uh, I don't know if you knew this, Manu. Tom Brady first, is my favorite. He he spent his first 
two years as a backup at the University we, of Michigan. Yes, Everybody knows we know that. that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Tom really Brady is my favorite. You, Alex is loving this right now. Oh, uh, well. Uh, number two, uh, Tom Brady was uh, He's famously known for being taken at the 199th overall pick in the 2000 NFL draft. 198 players were selected in that draft before him, if you do the math. Six other quarterbacks mm-hmm. before the Patriots took him in the sixth round. Yeah, they did a whole documentary on it. Remember, who so, the- you, you'd say to say he was the sleeper pick of the century. Maybe of ever in the National Football League. Who was the kid? Well, how long has it been? Let me ask you this. How long has the National Football League been around? Uh, since someone has in 1930-ish? 31? Okay, so when I said 100-year century. Uh, yeah, give or take. Well, it's was I I'm reiterating, reiterating since the NFL started. Okay, I got you. Which is about 100 years. Yeah, but plus yeah. or minus. Okay, century. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the kid from San Francisco? They think they took uh, Giovanni. Is it Carmazzi? Oh, Carmazzi. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Brady was dying to go to San Francisco from that area. Had season tickets when he was a kid. Uh, and so they, they, in the in his documentary, they really break that part down. And, and Mariucci talks about how Giovanni Carmazzi. They played in the the uh, Hall of Fame game mm-hmm. that preseason, and he just got lit up. Tom Brady was on the other sideline as it has you know as it turned out. Uh, and uh, he Carmazzi never started a game for the 49ers. That he he got. He got in his head, you know, in that uh, in he got quicksand in that uh, that Hall of Fame uh, game. Isn't it never funny out. how Carmani is raising goats in San Francisco? Had the goats. That's what he's doing. That's exactly what yep, he's doing. He's raising goats. Wow. We'll play on words. Well, if like he that. wasn't uh, in the NFL, what would he be in, Alex? You know, finally when the Patriots called, I was so excited. You know, I was like, <laughs> I don't have to be an insurance salesman. You know, <laughs> that's from the documentary. Hey, Rock, you can watch Tom it. Tom Brady alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number three, it's a great documentary. Uh, Tom Brady has more Super Bowl appearances than any other player in the NFL history. You don't we say. All We're bringing this sucker home. Yeah, whatever. You oh, know, gosh. Number four, and he's won more than any other quarterback in the regular season. Who's number two? Ooh, uh, most Brett, wins as most a quarterback. Wins? Regular season NFL wins. You're close. He's third. Manning. Manning is, is second, yes. 200, and then uh, Brett Favre was 199. Uh, number five, uh, Tom Brady is the second highest paid player in NFL history. He's earned already $261.8 million in his 21-year NFL career. Yeah. His wife's probably lapped him. Hey, guess, well. guess who made more than that on his first contract? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That speaking of of his wife, number six, he still makes less than Giselle because she's you know of course the world's top earning supermodel uh, for ten consecutive years. Uh, she's reportedly a pace to uh, to make a, a billion dollars in career earnings. Wow! Oh man, what an attractive woman. Jeez. <laughs> uh, number seven. Number seven. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Brady's got kids. He's got yes, two he does. sons and mm-hmm. a daughter, and uh, it's kind of nice that he's got he's got three kids. And he's got one from another woman, the actress. I forget who her her name is, but uh, they've the got kids' a- are name are oh no, that's the dogs. I'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, the yeah, kids. The, the one you got the one from Jay, the- just Jack Brady and uh, or no, I'm sorry, it's Benny, uh, Jack and Vivian are the kids. Okay, uh, number eight. Uh, him and Giselle have three dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lula, Scooby, and Fluffy. You know, my rabbit was named Fluffy. Lula, Scooby, and Fluffy. Dumb name. For you know what's funny? A lot of these athletes, especially football players, always seem to have the little yipper ducks. Yeah, big you know time. I mean? They're yeah. always in the background during yeah. interviews. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we all know Brady's on a very strict diet, and uh, him and uh, his wife uh, diet prevents them from eating sugar, dairy, tomatoes. They got their own personal chef. Uh, he likes to eat avocado ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, the whole TB12 method. Give me a break. He's healthy, right? That's why he's playing at 43 years old, His cookbook costs man. $200. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes, here it is. Uh, Sports News, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady is coming out with a cookbook. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Cookbook teaches you how to make a souffle that falls, then reinflates at halftime. <laughs> And number 10, when we get into uh, everything you need to know about Tom Brady, uh, you know, he doesn't train like a typical athlete. Uh, why train when you can cheat? You know, I didn't alter the ball in any way. I have a process that I go through 
uh, before every game where I go in and I pick the footballs that I want to use for the game. Our equipment guys do a great job of breaking the balls in. You know, they have the process that they go through. When I pick those footballs out, at that point, you know, to me, they're perfect. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, you know, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up on the field. Leave Tom Brady alone. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, is my, Tom fa- Brady is, my favorite. is my favorite. So, a throwback Thursday is a perfect tie-in for Tom Brady. Here are some of my favorite Tom Brady bits we've done over the last 16 years. And my overall favorite is this one's called Please Help Tom Brady. How would you feel if you were suspended from the game that you love? That hell is now a reality for New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. Tom is losing over $2 million next year and is being forced to live on only $6 million for just $0.12 cents a day. You can help buy Tom's high-end hair products, his Uggs, help pay his Audi payments, and support the necessary spa days with Coach Belichick. Help ease Tom Brady's suffering of hanging out with his supermodel wife in their multi-million dollar mansion. Pledge now and help Tom Brady survive. Because a jawline like that should never have to suffer. Leave Tom Brady alone. And my second favorite is, uh, of course, we you heard some of the balls, but this is a bit that we put together uh, called Tom Brady's House of Balls. It's the grand opening of Tom Brady's House of Balls. Now anyone can touch, squeeze, and take home Tom Brady's balls. Foot, balls, basket, balls, soccer. Balls. If there's one thing Tom Brady has, it's mm, balls. And right now Tom Brady's balls are on sale. Prices have been deflated. Oh. Too price, always. Balls so cheap, it's nuts. At the Tom Brady House of Balls filling station, fill your balls to whatever pressure makes you happy. Or have one of our Tom Brady House of Balls experts fill or empty your balls quickly and discreetly. <laughs> Save a little more with what Tom Brady calls and by previously played with balls. Take it from Tom Brady's wife, Giselle. Tom's balls are perfect. Grace under pressure, that's Tom Brady. Grace under air pressure, that's Tom Brady's House of Balls. And, and finally, and finally. But you, wait, you, there's more. You, and finally, you know, uh, you know, Crespin and I are oh, on the uh, revitalize, uh, you know, weight loss program. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the deflate the weight program is no longer around. It's time to deflate the weight. And with me today, deflate specialist, Tom Brady. Tom, thanks for joining us today. How do you feel now that you've been a part of the deflate the weight program for, what, 13 plus years? I think being here, going into my 14th year, feeling better than I've ever felt. I really feel like everything that's happened over the course of my 13 years has prepared me for this. Well, that's certainly high praise for the new deflate the weight program you've launched. Do you ever foresee yourself regressing back to Turkey Tom or that fatty McFatville nickname you used to have back in the day? when you played baseball? It's not my near future, so. (laughs) Well, that's certainly good to hear, as you should still be able to fit into your wife's lingerie in the short term, at least. Tom, I think a lot of people would like to know what drives you to keep losing weight day after day with the Deflate the Weight program. I just can't imagine doing anything else at this point. You're just totally committed, huh? And I really don't have much of an interest in anything else. You mean other than the lingerie thing, right? Make sure and join us next time as we welcome onto the show head coach Bill Belichick. He'll be by talking about his new book called Spying for Dummies. There you have it. <laughs> a little throwback Thursday in honor of oh Tom Brady. Gosh. There's a few others that we had. Uh, we, we got a GPS uh, guilt prevention system that we may play a little bit later. And uh, America, good stuff right Tom here. America. You know, Do you remember how, how careful Belichick was back when all that was going on? Oh he never gosh. said balls. He always said football. He always You could yep. see that he was trying in the back of his head at every press conference to say, footballs completely instead of uh, finding himself yes. into something like we just played for you. Oh, how about that? That's classic stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, coming up on this day, I brought you by Revitalize. Got that a little bit later. We're going to talk some golf. Rory McIlroy going to make his first appearance across the street at the uh, TBC Scottsdale Golf Course for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We're going to catch over from the man from Vans, Rick Levy. We also will talk some puck with Coach Steve Peters. A little bit later, we will have Sean Salisbury on live from Houston to talk about what the heck is going on in Houston. Trauma. They uh, they have hired their coach, but now Deshaun Watson has made it public that he wants out. So we'll get into all of that as we continue on here 
at right to air. This is Fox Sports 910. This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. You labeled Matt Stafford staff. Or the CAZ Sports Bar inside Casino, Arizona. And win your share of cash. That's Super Sunday with Fox Sports 910. Steve Connell, Sun City West. Congrats, he's going with Tampa. As when you hear a sounder, be the fifth caller at 602 9190. It was total score. Yeah, yeah, Alex didn't give me that. Come on, Alex. What do what, what you go with? I guess you could go into the Google Doc and find that out if you really want to. I'm a listener, know. though, and I'm keeping track of my. True. You know, my so note, when you're going to call in. My note cell phone. You know? Is 48 still available? <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that he for many, many 50, years. He said 56 points. That's good. Okay. That's, that's okay. good. That's a good one. He probably went to like what a. What is the over under? I was just going to say that. Hang on, I'll find it right now. I think it's right around there. 53. Three, I, I believe it's the highest. Yeah, I'll find it. It's. Uh, I heard a stat today on a on a national radio program, mm-hmm. which asked who's got the most who who are the top two quarterbacks to have the most regular season wins since 2017. Oh man, uh, probably Holmes. For nope. One. Nope. Uh, you won't get it. You won't get it. Most By the way, uh, it is fifty-six. Yeah. This is a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brady's one. I would give you Brady. I would give you Brady. Oh, but can you guess one. the second one? Oh, Most my. regular season wins. Uh, Drew Brees. Nope, not Brees. Since two thousand seventeen or two thousand seven. Two thousand seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, okay, I know this. Uh, Russell Wilson. Nope. Man, this is uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Nope, nope. Aaron Rodgers had 13 Lamar. wins each of the last two years. Lamar nope. Jackson? Nope. It's not Lamar Jackson. He's won, he's is, lost uh, like four games. Uh, yeah, because guy that, might be out of a job. And, and Rodgers was uh, you know who it is and three. Is it nope. Rivers? No, it 100 well, no. has to be Rodgers. He no. was 13 yeah. and three each of the last two years. He's 26 and six. The There's last absolutely two nobody years. else that has won okay. more games than that. Keep going. Right. Uh, Jimmy G. Nope. Oh my gosh, scouring. Uh, this, it's not this, golf. This, it's not this, yes, it is. Is it it's golf? Jared Goff. Is it golf? Do the yeah. math. That can't be right. That can't right. be right. Well, Jim Rome's wrong, then. Jim Rome is wrong. Okay. Bet. I'll have to pull that up. Because yeah, I was Most wins. Rogers. Most wins. Yep. 26 and 6. Maybe win year. percentage. Nope. But no way it's nope. wins. I think it was 35 or 45, you said? Super Bowl. I mean, the, uh, the look year. it up. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah. Since 2017, yeah, because Rogers wins. Most Rod- wins. Rogers has 32 in each of the last two seasons alone. If you add 2017 in it, he's way above that. Okay, so I'll have to pull it up. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look it up. Yeah, Ram fans are over there. <laughs> Jarrett Goff. What, Jared what, what's the numbers? Uh, according to this. Oh crap! I according to what? I clicked the button. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, it's what's it. the source? Stat Muse or something? It doesn't like that. matter. It's wins. 46 wins for Brady. 42 for Goff. Uh, 41 for Russell Wilson. I was trying to click yeah, on, the more, on the more Yeah, rows. you guys are Mr. Oh, I know my stats. I know my football. Well, well, are you going to question me? Why would I bring that to the table if I, I'm wrong? I, we're just you, you can question stats. Well, technically, Jim Rome wasn't wrong. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's, 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 that's wow. Hey, yeah. We mean it don't add up. Hang on. I'm looking this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Carry the two. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. Chris was working that K-State math about right now. Mm-hmm. All hey, up. on this day 31 years ago today, uh, the uh, 49ers destroyed the Broncos, 55-10, to 10, Super Bowl 24. It was their fourth Super Bowl title. Joe, Joe Montana got his uh, third off. MVP. He went off. Uh, 1996, I was on the field. I remember it like it was yesterday. 1996, Sun Devil Stadium. The Cowboys beat the Steelers 27-17. to 17. If you remember, uh, Larry Brown with that intercept. He intercepted two passes in that second half, and he was voted, he was voted the game's MVP for Dallas. 20 years ago today, the Ravens beat the Giants 34-7 to win Super Bowl 35. Another defensive player, Ray Lewis, took home the uh, the MVP in that one. Trent Dilfer, the quarterback uh, that, that led the way for the, for the Ravens, came in no, that, for that, Tony Banks. That just didn't quite screw it up as bad as Tony Banks was screwing it up is the proper That's way to put that. that. You know, the, uh, that, that, that 1996 Super Bowl, Neil O'Donnell, the quarterback, guys are going, well, he's got to be on the take. I mean, how do you throw it that bad after the year he had? He just threw it that bad. He used a couple bad if throws. If you go back and watch, though, that, because that, that actually, NFL Network was replaying that one not long ago. There was some miscommunication. Sure, there clearly. was. Like it wasn't I, that bad of a throw. It was just miscommunication. Just man. threw it a little bit more. He didn't get it outside. It enough. happens. And Larry Brown made a hell of a break. 
on the throw. I mean, give, you got to give him a little bit of credit. He made a, He got paid off that one game, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Went to the Raiders. Uh, let's not yeah, talk how do you do with the Raiders that? after yeah, his nothing. MVP Super yeah. Bowl? Hey, on this day is brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Lose 20 pounds or more. Guaranteed. No drugs, no hormones, no shots, no surgery. You don't even have to go to the gym. RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. That's RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. So, oh, one more I, I forgot. Uh, 47 years ago today, Muhammad Ali beat Joe Frazier at uh, at MSG, Madison Square Garden, for uh, in their second match of three fights. Frazier won the first one. So 47 years ago today. Knocked down smoking Joe Frazier. The first you know, one, smoking Joe knocked him down. Boy. I saw this story. You know, you were talking about flowers and stuff like that for, for Valentine's Day. And, uh, and if... You know, I, I saw this, and if you're if you're looking maybe to plan something different, to cook your very best dish for your significant other for Valentine's Day, I know it's still you know you know 16, 17 days away, and uh, you're, you're maybe on a budget. Okay, Kraft has just come out with a new special Valentine's Day mac and cheese. It's pink colored. And uh, it looks like the and it's candy flavor mixed in. Really? Wow! So there you go. There's they're you know you're all set, Manuch. Love the craft mac and cheese. I usually make a lasagna every every Thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving every every Valentine's Day. Uh, a lasagna. She still eats. She's still with it's you. Delicious, man. I will tell you <laughs> what I've realized. What I've realized. What I've realized from this, uh, you know, revitalizes you know the diet deal that Crespin and I are on. She would just chef Crespin. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sent him he's a sending me earlier. pictures of stuff he eats, and he sends me the the breakout on how to cook it yeah. and all that I made, stuff. I made, I made he a, made, he made, he made, he took. I hate zucchini. He made zucchini noodles. You don't like zucchini? Yeah, it's a vegetable. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got spiral, it spiral it out. Yes, <laughs> for you. And yeah. eat healthy. Yeah. You know, don't, don't give me this don't healthy stuff. I've been eating really good. Yeah, I always have. What's your favorite vegetable? Uh, tomatoes. Really? It's a good one. Cucumber, celery. You can good. eat all of that. And I am. A lot of it. All right. With a lot of pink salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got yeah, some in my laughing. backpack <laughs> right now. All right, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some golf. We're going to talk maybe some Bruce Arians. Steve Peters is going to join us. Got a bunch of surveys today that I want to dive into. Uh, that's all coming up. Sean Salisbury as well. Uh, we're out here at Wright Toyota in Scottsdale the end of the month best time to come out to uh to buy a new or pre-owned vehicle right to it in scottsdale about 78th street and frank lloyd wright boulevard just across the street from the 16th hole at tpc scottsdale the home of the waste management phoenix open which we'll discuss in about 20 minutes it's rock Manuch, crestman intern barney and alex on fox sports 910 I'm attorney Kevin Rowe. Are you living paycheck to paycheck only to find yourself going backwards financially each month? Are you borrowing from your Visa cards? Or the CAZ Sports Bar inside Casino Arizona and win your share of cash. That's Super Sunday with Fox Sports 910. Longest winning streak in any professional sport in history is held by a squash player, Manuch, from Pakistan. Yan Khan is his name. Yan Khan. Yeah. Squash player. He won 555 consecutive matches from 1981 to 1986. So he's the goat of squash. I would say, yeah, the goat of squash. That record will never be squashed. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Crespin. Minuch. I mean, Uh, Crespin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You know, I think of Edwin Moses, all the races. That he won consecutive races. Wow. He and his uh, intermediate or low hurdles, the 400 low hurdles. I mean, just he won forever, it seemed like. When you think of long streaks and winning like that, you think of the Lakers back in, what, 19 Lakers and even Golden State. And the Celtics. Celtics for Mm -hmm. those long, long streaks that they had, you know, 65. Even the the Bulls during that one where they just like, what, three games that one year, three or four games? Even with... Fewer Super Bowl parties this year. You know, we're still having ours at Talkie Stick Resort and, and Casino Arizona, CAC Sports Bar. Americans are still projected to eat a record number of chicken wings. Tommy likey. Tommy want wingy. Approximately <laughs> 1.42 billion. Ooh. Poor chickens. 
Oh, yeah. That's way, a lot of chicken wings. That's a lot of chicken. Yes, was yeah. That's up two percent from last year. That's that's and who knows? I, I never even heard of chicken wings. Got to Buffalo and you had those little chicken. Went, this is it. Said, yeah, I just eat about ninety of them and you might get full. It's the most popular Super Bowl food in forty nine of fifty states. Any idea what state is not on that? California. If you, if you can guess. I normally would say California. Uh, who is China? Uh, that's for Jeopardy yesterday. Um, and if you can guess, you resist. and if you can guess, um, states that aren't? what the food is. Oh man, Alabama. Uh, nope, not even close. Uh, I'm going to South. Close to Buffalo. Florida's weird. Not Florida. Northeast. Northeast Michigan. Northeast. <laughs> wow. What did you say? Time out. Time out. Everybody, no, just hit the brakes. Everybody hit the brakes. Minuch during the break yeah. came over and fist pumped. He's going to the bathroom as he does after every break. And he says, I'm back on Prevagen. Prevagen. Yeah. yeah. Northeast Mich- Michigan. Well, I think really? It's, it's, that what you learned in McClintock? East, east, maybe not quite as north. You're talking about the region, northeast. If, you say, like, if uh, I said northwest, what would you say? I go uh, North Dakota? Sal? Well, you got Oregon is northwest. That's very good. If I said northeast. It's got to be Maine. Yes, it's Maine. Maine? Lobster. 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 That's the one other. other. God, Manooch. Well, I think of north, of northeast. You know, Michigan's kind of headed that way. It is northeast of here. Yeah, So I'll give you that. Absolutely. Oh, you shut the... Thank you, (laughs) No. (laughs) It makes as much sense as calling that area the Midwest. Well, you guys aren't from there. No, Midwest is Michigan. Uh, you would no, say it's the, it's the going east, guys. He didn't live out there. I did. Northwest is is New England. It's it's the, the whole Boston area up there. New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Maine. The, the accent kicks in. We start talking about that. Well, it's it's, it's, it's come on. Yeah, it's I, basic one hundred and one. Northeast is Michigan. New England. Yeah, hey, <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, where are you from, uh, Alex? The Midwest. Thank you. And what state is that? Michigan. Yeah. There you go. How's that in the Midwest? The Midwest That's what I've like always said. Kansas, oh, my God. Missouri. So what's Ohio? What's Ohio? That's east. A terrible place to what be. The, so what is it? Where, where, so where do you determine what's east? Uh, east of the Mississippi? What do you determine the states I, I, that are considered east? Anything that's... East of Scottsdale, where we're at right now? I, I think us, it is. I think anything from... Oh, you guys are just dumb. <laughs> east of Mississippi's east. We always say east of Mississippi, west of the Mississippi. That's the mid- Midwest is like... So, let me ask you, is Texas southeast? Texas is southwest. How, Texas is southwest. Give me a effing break. Yeah, that's, 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 but that's, that's how much... South, southwest. And that's how much sense calling Michigan south area east. the Midwest. Oh my God! Uh, Southeast South is Louisiana, Georgia. If this was a geography test, we'd all be failing. <laughs> no, 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 no. South- time out. I mean, me, me and you were good. Me and you were good. Not all of us. Yeah, no, me and you were good. Uh, the I, guys that the guys that went to school in Arizona. Listen, Minuch, where'd yeah. you go to high school? I went to here, McLean yeah. High School. Sean, where'd you go to high see, school? I, I know the where'd answer. you go to high school? Mesa High. But okay. I, to cut you off, though, I know the answers to these questions. I just find the term Midwest for that particular area stupid because it's not the Midwest. And Michigan, but is I understand. What it is. What, but I understand what it means. It's it's but you learn that in, in, in school history yes. everywhere. Right. And I yes. just, and I think it's a dumb term. It's kind of like when the Arizona Cardinals were in the NFC East. That was stupid. You know, I mean, he's calling that area no, the Midwest. Well, no, was that was because they were St. Louis. They were the St. Louis. They were team. Chicago before that. Okay, that's, that's but, they, but the division they were in was in the NFC East. That's mm-hmm. where St. Louis was. That's why the team didn't move, and then they eventually did. I've yep. always thought of Michigan, and that, 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 that no, Midwest is, I can see, right? Smack down. I, mean, I know what it. it is. I'm not saying yeah. I don't know what it is. When somebody says the Midwest, I know exactly what they're talking about. I just think the term is dumb. It's not the Midwest. Speaking of dumb, a new study ranked all 50 states based on how many nerds there are per capita. The five nerdiest, uh, McClintock High School. No, uh, <laughs> very smart Utah. Then. Where's Utah? What part of the country is Utah? It's west. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. west? Yeah. West Coast? Yeah, not west coast. Not coast. It's west. It's the west. Uh, Alaska. Where are you? Well, what's the... That's way northwest. Okay. <laughs> way northwest. Uh, Oregon. You got that one right. Idaho. Where do you put Idaho, Manoj? I put Idaho Midwest. Midwest? Yeah, Midwest. Really? Yeah. How about Washington? 
Well, state of Washington? That's Northwest. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you know the Northwest. Yeah. But you don't know the Northeast. I think that North- Michigan's Northeast. So if you're uh, so what is what is what is New England area? That's Northeast. Oh, okay. So yeah. Northeast is makes up with a whole uh, east. half the countries of the Northeast. Well, I I think to that point it's oh North and East. God. North and East of Phoenix, Arizona. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerds! <laughs> and I auditioned for that I, movie, I knew by that the way. Was coming. I, I knew that was coming. You, you made had... fun of me earlier about talking about the Ray Anderson That's right. show that I, I, that I said I produced, and I said it three it's times on Tuesdays, in the same seconds yeah. on Tuesdays. Yeah. Anytime Revenge of the Nerds comes up, Minucci has to tell you that I, I know my line. Every huh? single my time. My audition line. Hey, Jimmy, try this. It's a fireball. That was it. It was in the line, in the movie, the whole thing. Fireball. Yeah, they call it fire. It was a drink there. Drink You've at never the heard this? At their no, I haven't. Party. If I have, I didn't listen. Yeah. It's in the movie, too. The guy that they picked. They really knew Fireball? Because Fireball's only been around about five years. Fireball. It was a type of drink, not the drink. actual drink. Yeah, a type of drink. You know, like uh, Everclear, that kind of thing. Ted Finley was a star. While John Goodman was the other star in that movie. Damn. Had the braces on. They said the braces were too much. We can't have you. They, they get a guy from Hollywood for crying out loud. I promise next hour will be a lot better. <laughs> Do you like magicians? The way they're able to distract and fool an entire audience is amazing. I see this happening with other personal injury attorneys. And always right on the price. Right Toyota, 77th Street and Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale. And online at righttoyota.com. Let me catch up with Sean Salisbury at the bottom of the hour. He's in Houston, based in Houston, does a radio show in Houston, and I can't wait to get his pulse on the news that's come out over the course of the last 24 hours. We told you that. Timing he, is everything, right? It really is, man. We, you know, we told you that the uh, David Coley is the new head coach, and then Adam Schefter today uh, dropping the tweet that Deshaun Watson has indeed requested a trade, officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. Um, I, You know, I still don't know if this is a guarantee thing that he gets moved. I went from... Really feeling like there's no way. I mean, heck, I think when we talked to Sean last week, Sean Salisbury and I, we, we, I asked him the question about it, and um, we both felt that there's, there's no way you move on from a quarterback of that caliber who's 25 years old in his prime. You just don't do it. He's a franchise. This doesn't happen. A franchise guy. So if they are indeed going to move him, and I almost feel like they're in a position now where they have to, that hire, no offense to David Coley, um, I don't, that doesn't move the needle for me. It's I, a head scratcher. I don't know. Really you know what I mean? And so I'm, really I'm almost certain it doesn't move the needle for Deshaun Watson either. You're almost reaching a point now where you have to, for both parties' sake, move on. And if you're the Houston Texans, you know I mentioned it in the last segment. They don't have a draft pick to speak of for the next two years. You know they don't they don't pick until the third round this year. They don't have a first and or a Sean, second draft pick. So uh, you know accumulating some kind of assets would do them a big favor. So maybe they do. Maybe it is best for both parties. We just don't see this. A quarterback of that magnitude, 25 years old in his prime minute hitting the market? I, I you, you, this just doesn't happen. You know, the only thing I think of when, when I'm hearing this is, you know, you always, before you divorce, there's those irreconcilable differences that you have. But I know that, like, in the state of Arizona, because I've been through this, and I know that other states, they have this 60-day or 90-day cooling-off period where they want you to go and get counseling. They want you to go and get it figured out. Try to at least give it one last-ditch effort. Give it a go. Give it a go, one yeah. last-ditch effort, because we really don't want to, number one, we don't want any more divorces. Number two, if you're going to divorce, we don't want to take it in front of a, di- a divorce court judge because he'll do what's right versus what's fair. Right. And and I kind of look at it this way, and I go, and to your point, when you hire a David Cully, and no disrespect to David Cully, but how does this – Help a guy like Deshaun Watson looking forward to a guy like an Eric Bieniemy or somebody else that's got that kind of um, offensive acumen to come in and number one um, help get the offense back where it was. But the one thing I keep hearing from the JJ Watts, the Deshaun Watsons, and some of the other people that won't say anything in that locker room is we need somebody to come in and change the culture. Well, what the hell happened? Did Bill O'Brien do that? Where their culture is very aloof? They're talking about there's no accountability. Guys are late, this or that or whatever. What, what happened? So, of course, the guy like David Culley comes in. Does he have the strength? Uh, does he have the panache to come in and demand that? He should. But where's the respect going to be from a lot of the veteran guys or the J.J. Watts of the world? Not that they'd be disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. Or for, for uh, Deshaun Watson to say, okay, I like this guy. We're really going to turn the needle. We're going to move the needle back to where we were in the playoffs and fix everything. And if Deshaun Watson says, well, I can't, I can't go back on people that are go back on their word. And I, when I heard that, I kind of thought back when the Phoenix Suns 
Um, and Joe Johnson and his people were talking to Robert Sarver and his and the management about some of the things that Robert Sarver had allegedly promised Joe Johnson. And at the end of the season, Joe Johnson said, no, you know, you lied to me or you're not accurate with me. Whatever it was, it said, I can't play for an owner that is dissing me or is not, uh, is not forthright and honest with me. I can't play for you anymore because of your integrity or lack thereof. That kind of reminded me of what's going on with Deshaun Watson in Houston. Obviously, some things were promised or said that never happened. And I think of Joe Johnson with the Suns that never happened, and he moved on to Atlanta. This is That's a, only I can, I, can, yeah. I, you know, I can kind of base it off of. This is a team that was in the playoffs for the last five years. Now, granted, they didn't play in a great division, right? So that helped him out a little bit. Um, but you rewind the clock to last year, Manuch. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't they up about twenty four <laughs> yeah. to nothing. Yes, yes. Against who? In the second quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Yes. Last year. Yes. What the hell happened? It's it, we're a year and some change later and you don't have a head oh, so I take it back. You do have a head coach. His name is David Coley. I had to Google him too. Yes, don't don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Uh so your head coach is gone. You traded away your best wide receiver for a bag of peanuts, and you know, no offense to David Johnson, sure. but really, it, you compare the two. You traded away a, a arguably the best receiver in football. Your quarterback is now demanding a trade. You're, like I mentioned, your coach is gone. You're 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 viewed from your owner down as just a dysfunctional mess. One year ago, you were up. At, in the second quarter, yes, yes, twenty-four to nothing yeah. on the Kansas City Chiefs. From that moment to now, mm-hmm. talk about dysfunction. And and and, and you can finish in that, one year. Yeah, you can finish that sense. And then they were outscored fifty-one to seven. Yeah, it was 50, uh, after that twenty-four to fifty-one thirty-one final score. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this you, year, you know what, Sean? I, I really wondered about that. Is and then when JJ Watt just lost it after that one presser and just said. You know, it's not like guys are getting away with a lot of stuff once the Bill O'Brien got let go. And um, I forgot who the interim head coach is. No relevance at this Romeo time. Romeo Cornell. Yeah, Romeo Cornell. So, to your point, it was it, something happened because they were, I mean, they came back and beat the Bills in the game prior to that playoff game uh, there in, in Houston. Go in there. Everything's headed toward this is the team that has a chance. They can get by the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, they don't, and they, they get beat, and then Kansas City goes out and beats Tennessee. And oh, by the way, they went and scored 28 unanswered points on Tennessee in that AFC Championship game. Something is amiss, and I just get the feeling that the owner uh, is more concerned about having complete control, and I want to control a guy coming in with my GM because we've got to get this thing turned around. I would just wonder how committed – Ownership is, and I wonder if Deshaun Watson sees that, can see right through that, that he wants to win. How much change, because if it is ownership type, how much has changed since September? And the only reason I ask that, because that would be obviously be the start of this football season, but in September he signed a four-year, $156 million contract extension that was going to keep him a Houston Texan through 2025. What all changed? What changed? You know, from well, then till now, if you're committing until 2025, just this past September, what changed, you know, over the course of just a handful of months? I think the one thing that changed is, first and foremost, when you lose your number one receiver with um, no particular reason why, uh, you Deshaun, from Deshaun Watson. I but, think that was, that, but that happened before he signed I know, but the I, extension. I know, Ron, I mean, excuse me, Sean, I know that he really, but I think that was a huge, as far as this year moving forward, is that was a huge hole where the team kind of went, Okay, what the hell's going on around here? And you, you look at what's four straight losses. One, yeah, four straight losses start the season before you beat Jacksonville, and then yeah, you lose what two, four? You lose five out of your first six games. And I think that that going into training camp, what little training camp they had was it two, two and a half weeks because of COVID. At that point, I think what a lot of guys sit there and go is, okay, we just went to the quarterfinals of the AFC last year, and and the Chiefs beat us. Now you're you're getting away of our one of the best players in the National Football League for what? Right, and, but and that I, all that all happened before he signed the extension. Yes, yes. So I don't, I, I can't play it. You know, I mean, that doesn't play a role. It yeah. happened before he signed the extension. Who who is the best fit for you? If they move off of him, 
what jersey can you see him in next year? Oh, my gosh. Because the New York Jets feel like the odds-on favorite for a multiple multitude of reasons. Yeah. They have the number two overall pick. I told you Houston doesn't yeah. have a pick until round three. They could they could package something with Sam Darnold if they're moving off from him. So you can you can throw Sam Darnold that way as well. You know, you could you can the Jets feel like the odds-on favorite. And there was, you know, his camp, Deshaun Watson's camp, kind of throwing hints so, out yes, there last yeah. week as well about yeah. the New York Jets. To me, that still feels like the, the, the odds-on favorite. Obviously, the Patriots should be in the yeah. mix somewhere. They obviously don't have quite the capital. 15th overall pick. Um, you know, you could throw in some other picks. I just don't, don't I don't see the capital necessarily being there. It's going to be inter- interesting to see what the market is because, like I mentioned earlier in the segment, you just don't see a quarterback of this caliber in their prime at 25 being, years old. Being on yeah. the market for teams to, to go after. You know, and, and this year is going to be wild with not only Deshaun Watson appearing to be on the market, but you also have the Matthew Stafford, and there's going to be a handful of other quarterbacks that are on the move. This is going to be uh, insane. How likely is it? Let's go to Houston. There's a, one thing for Minucci and I to, to debate it here in Phoenix. But let's go to Houston. Sean Salisbury joins us next. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson. Go around the National Football League in, in, in its entirety as well. It's Rocky Minucci with Crespin on Fox Sports 910. What's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix? The Baseball Writers Association of America is lashing back at former D-backs pitcher Kurt Schilling after he requested to be